0: how we met? Well, I try not to. Well, I remember. Excuse me. Can you check and see if I have a hook in my left? Oh, you gotta Stop look closer because it. it's way in here. Here, here he is. Cutie's here. Where did everybody go? <gasps> Coral, get inside the house. Oral? No. There, there, there. It's okay. Daddy's here. Welcome to episode 22 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast Each episode we talk about something I love about Pixar Could be a particular character, a scene or an actual film Today's episode... Oof. It's a tough one. It's the opening scene from Finding Nemo. Also known as the Barracuda attack. Oh I struggle to watch this scene all the time. I really do. I know what I really do. Here's a quick description of it just in case you're not familiar with it. So in this scene Marlin and his wife Coral get attacked by a Barracuda who ends up killing Coral and all of their unborn eggs except for one. And Marlin who survives the attack physically, but he is emotionally changed because of it. And we're going to get more into that, plus loads more to talk about. So let's get started on what I love about the Barracuda attack. okay so we're ready to get started as i said at the beginning of the show it's a tough scene to talk about i was about six at the time of finding emo came out and i'm when i first saw this and i was literally freaked out because now we know pixar has not been afraid to deal with so many issues mortality being one of them but this was still quite early in the days for pixar and they hadn't really done that many animation films so to go in for the jugular at this early stage your Great, your company's in luck for life way to go and this happens way before we get, even get into the titles you know that t- the title card doesn't even come up and already we've had a major tragedy but it helps actually even though I really don't really like this scene that much it does help to set up things like how m- certain characters particularly Marlin behaves the way he does but I want to quickly talk about some of the happiness of the scene before we get to the whole nitty gritty, I mean, we just the film obviously is getting straight away with, with this scene, it's helping us to sort of set up, you know, what could be this happy life with this or, or, or this, everyday clownfish family. you got the husband Marlene with his wife Coral, and oh my, have they been busy with the birds of the bees stuff? They or whatever the fish version is, but oh god, have they been busy? And we can see. In there, uh, I struggle how to pronounce it. I'm um, like Nima. In the in the new. Well, where where they live? Where they live? They have been clearly busy, and they've got all these eggs. Looks like there's about at least four hundred of them. And they're having. And with my and Coral, it's nice to got down a little bit of oh, every dilemma that every pet newborn parent is Like, oh, what should we call them? And Maya's doing well. We should call this one. Um. I don't know, say, I'll, I don't know, I can't remember what they said, so I'll just make some more. So we could call this one Brandy, that would be Brandy Jr. He could be called, um, um, Lofty, that could be Lofty the Third. So you can see mine's not really taking this seriously, um, whereas Coral she actually is, and she actually goes and names one than Nemo, and mine's like, Nemo? I won't that. Oh, Marlin, so you'd like to learn, and... It looks like they're, they're, they're all settled in, they're gonna spend their life together, mine with all the many, 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 many kids. How they're gonna be able to feed that many, I do not know. I mean, I, I don't really know that much about clownfish. Um, I mean, I, I, I do, this but it does, it has helped give me my love for the ocean, but I really don't actually understand that much anatomy of the sea creatures' lives. So I don't, or, their habitats or what is the technical circle of life for, role for um cloud um but surely if all 400 of those eggs hatch that's a great big massive family i mean surely some of them must i don't know find their own way and leave the nest at quite a young age or whatever but you could tell straight away that This is going to be quite problematic either way, depending on whether all the eggs survive or not. And what I do love for the scene and what is about to happen is it helps to set up that the ocean's not a friendly place. I mean, there's so much about the ocean that we humans do not understand, which is probably why we are, are mistreating it by throwing all our bloody plastics in the rivers. Yes, I can say bloody. We're al- you're allowed. To- we're allowed to say bloody. We're allowed to bloody on the podcast, but not nothing else. It just frustrates me. There are bins, people. That's where you put your rubbish and particularly your plastics. We need to ban plastics. Um, but anyway, so it's just, it's just so much we don't understand about the ocean, and like m- life itself for us humans, the world is not a safe place, and the ocean. It's really, really full of dangers, both with other animals and habitats, particularly the clownfish out there, because obviously, as we've seen, it can sting you if you're not careful. And so I do love how this scene helps to, even though what happens is tragic and it's really, really hard to watch, it does help to emphasise that the ocean is not... ...a safe haven... ...there are dangers in it... ...just like any other habitat in the world... ...full of other life... ...life... life. ...and... ...Coral and Marley... ...they then spot something in the distance... ...and they're like, what is that? And Marley's straight like... ...Coral, get inside... (laughs) ...straight away... ...it's that typical stereotype of... ...Coral, go back inside with the kids... ...I'll deal with it... ...and the man... I'm the man. This was, this was 2003, so it's still quite early noughties. So we were still, I think some of us were still hung on those stereotypes, particularly in the film and TV genre, But Maya's been very much like the man. It's like, Coral, go back inside, take the babies. I'll deal with this. You go inside. Um, not that that's going to help, help Coral either. And um, we can tell, after what has become a bit of a blur, it's a bit of a blur in the distance. At first, but then we realise that it's a barracuda. And we all know what fishes you need to do when you see barracudas and sharks. You gotta, ru- you gotta run. Don't hide. Just run. Okay, because if you hide, then it gives the sharks and barracudas the perfect opportunity to get you. Because you, they'll, they'll find you, eventually. Because you, uh, they will literally just roam around to try and spot the if they see somebody they'll go for it. They will go in for the kill. So, really what they should have done, Marlene and Crow, is not hide. Is that basically, and I know this will sound evil of me, but they should have just run. Be Stage yourselves! I know. I know that sounds evil. and That sounds really evil of me. I'm not a great kitty person, but that may sound evil. But it does bring the question of, well, none of these eggs have hatched yet. So, is that, you know, it brings that question of, is this... A life or not a life, oh no, we're going to go to this territory, so let's not go there, let's not go there, let's not go there, but it does bring that question off, well, the, the eggs aren't really hatched yet, you notice know, that there's, there's a life growing inside, them, like how there would be a life growing inside a mammal's womb, they're not actually born yet, so they haven't got, but anyway, that would be probably be the right option to do, and we see as the first, there's a bit of a tussle going on. I, I, I tried not to remember much of this scene because it's, it's a horrible scene to watch. And I... Whenever I watch Finding Nemo on the DVD, um, yes, folks, they do still exist, DVDs. Yes, some of us still do like them. Not all converted to the stream streaming services, despite the fact that Disney Plus are trying their hardest. Um... I always skip this bit on the DVD because I just I, I can't find I find it very hard to watch. Um, obviously, when we do do an episode for, of the fil- of the film Finding, I'm going to have to force myself to watch that. But I always skip it because it's so hard to watch, and you know, because in a way, people get killed. Um, it's just oh, it's. A um, load of unborn fishes have just been killed, but of course, to a sh- in the shark, in the barracuda's defence, he's just, you know, you know, um, doing what he does best, you know, which is trying to survive. You know, that's what sharks, barracudas do. They try, and they basically have to find their own source of food, and in this particular barracuda's case, it happens to be. Marlin's dear wife, Coral, and all those poor unborn children. Except for one. Okay, except for one. Because so after the, 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 old, the whole disasters has calmed down and everything, we do see that Marlin has survived. So just in case anybody thought, oh, that was a short film. They're all dead. We didn't even get to the title, the card. Before anything that, before anything that, we do see that Marlin has survived. And at first, he's trying to find Coral. Coral, where are you, Coral? And then, of course, it, it's one of those brilliant scenes. We see a lot of Disney films where something bad has happened. We do not know something bad has happened, but the character it gives, it gives he has to take a couple of seconds to work it out. And then when he does, it hits him hard. And then he goes back to the home and sees that all the eggs have gone, except for one. And he... Takes that egg into his bin, holds it tight and basically says, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you, Nemo. Now, that is a clear sign of how Marlin has been. And we see this happen a lot throughout the film. We see how the effects of this scene has had a toll on Marlin, but mainly emotionally because he then decides he's going to protect this lone surviving egg, which of course we do know eventually becomes Nemo. We are all Nemo's love today, but Marlin feels he has to protect Nemo at all costs, and even though that means being a helicopter parent and being quite annoying, pain in the backside, that makes you that makes it very hard for you to try and sympathise with Marlin and try to like him. Because yes, on the one hand, Marlin's just been through a horrible tragedy; he's seen, he's had to see his Poor, loving, dear wife, who I would have loved to see more of, of Coral. I really would. I mean, uh, poor Coral. Let's let just spare thought for Coral for a moment. You know, the whole, in the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Amen. Rest in peace, Coral. Um, I just would have loved to see more of her and unfortunately she just became one of those characters that was there to serve the plot, which was, they are there to be, to help the story along and when they're no longer needed that's it they're gone i just would have loved to see how coral would have ha- handled the, the whole scenario of the film and how she would have dealt with it and maybe it would have been nice if we had a little moment where you know how in the lion king when we have move faster, spirit talks to simba i would have loved a moment in the final where coral spirit ta- talks to marlin and just basically goes marlin you are being a complete utter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was struggling what to think there that wasn't rude and actually could be saw on this podcast but cast by cuz. I basically had to just go and, mm-hmm, sort of signal that was to insert some rude there. Um, you can come up with your own words as when you're listening to this po- this episode. Um, because Marley just behaves irrational annoying and it's overprotective and overbearing and somebody needed in the field to basically tell Marlin look you are being a complete arrogant so-and-so okay and you need to let Nemo spread his wings you know you need to let you need to let Nemo make risks you need to let him live his life and you're stopping him from doing that so that I'd I have loved it if we had a scene there where Coral's spirit talks to Miles and says, "Look, time out, time out here. Okay, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. If there were any in the ocean, and just realise, look, you're not helping matters, and it's because of your behaviour that we've ended in this place in the fur in the fir- first place. We're in this mess because of you." And we probably would have lost, lost our son. Or oh, that could have been the killer blow. When she was about to... You know, go back to the spirit world. She could have been... If it wasn't for you... You, we wouldn't have been in, it in the first place. And you wouldn't have lost our son. That could be the perfect call for her to go... And she's back to the spirit world. But my heart just goes, Coral! Coral, wait! No! Coral! Uh, missed trick. Missed opportunity. But... Uh, I, I would have loved to have seen more from Coral. But unfortunately... You know, she um she's gone to the great to the great sea in the sky. Oh no, that's inappropriate. Oh no <laughs> Oh I knew that was inappropriate, I should not have gone there. Oh. oh Rest in peace, Coral. Rest in peace with all the unborn fishies. Oh no, Oh, back to the main back, back to the, back to back on topic. We're going, a little, we're going a little bit off track here, we're going a little bit off piece here. Um, I do love how the scene shows how much of an effect this has had on Marlon. Because if what because if the barracuda didn't come and attack him and his family, then obviously Coral and all the other 399 unborn fishies would have lived, and that would have been a hell of a family for Marley to have to look after. Which they probably would end up growing into insane, but that is standard in families. Both vice versa and evil role. Kids can annoy parents and parents can annoy kids. That would have been interesting might have been interesting to see. Although I'm not sure I would have liked to he see 400 bitches going Dad, da da Time Scott Time to, school to smart dad Dad, He's touching me, he's touching me, he's touching me. Boy diseases, eh eh I'm not sure I'd like that, because that's, that's probably what, 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 what we would might have got with 400 bitches. Um, yeah, but if obviously the Baron had an attack, Martin and his family would all still be alive. Well, Maya does of course survive, but he saw the power of whole his family. And the film easily could have gone a different way. I and mean, maybe there could have been a different reason why Nemo gets lost and Maya has to find him. Um, but the, the psychological, lock, like, like, look, a bit tongue-tied there. The psychological changes that we see in Marlin are just so evident and I love how they are there throughout the entire film. There isn't one moment where Marlin doesn't isn't phased by the effects of it because we can see how much it's had a emotional effect on him. With Marlin though, it's, it's, his focus on the, for the rest of the film after that scene is just on Nemo because that's all he's got. And he's trying to emphasise Nemo. Look, I've got to be there for you all the time. I need to look out for you. I've got to protect you because... You think you can make it survive on, on this in this ocean on your own, but you just can't. Well, that's sort of true, but Marlin, you have to let the kid try every now and then to do weird, and crazy things. Um, which is a lesson that Marlin, I'm not sure if he ever does learn, because in Finding Dory, he still shows some of those qualities of being overbearing, quite. Oh, Narcissistic And I think it shows that the effects of what happened With the pulmonary thing Is still there Because emotional trauma like that Does not go away It does not go away Even if you think that you've managed to Got over it And you know you can put it to rest And you can carry the rest of your life Well the effects of that are still going to be there they, And it depends on if someone was to bring it up, would that then trigger you to remember it and think about it mine? We don't get to see that. But that would have been quite interesting, interesting to see if someone had triggered that memory in Molly's mind. And we can see how much it affected him. But rather than seeing its effect through the personality. Because we do see it a lot. I feel like mine's personality is mainly affected because of what has happened with the whole opening moments of finding emo. And it's changed my mind. Um, is. Because who knows? If that barracuda... I keep thinking a lot of things, what if that could have happened here? You know, because you know, who knows what could have happened if that barracuda did not attack? You know, Marlin... Could have been a completely different character from the beginning and could have been someone that's easier to love from the very get-go instead of making us work to try and, you know, yeah, he's alright, that Marlin guy. Instead of... I mean, I'm still not sure if I like Marlin or not. But I can see why it's making me feel like that because he's had because he suffered this ma- major traumatic event in his life where he's basically we l- he lost almost his entire family except this one un- unborn egg which then became his son Nemo. And I think if any of us had gone through a tragedy like that in life, it would have an effect on us and it probably would change us in uh, as our personality and how we see our our perspective of the world and life itself. and i do love how pixar have showcased that with marlin through his personality and it wasn't just like okay we've been through this now let's go back let's carry on as as normal because well actually no you can't really scale as normal because you've just had a massive major effect tragic, tragic, tragical moment happening in your life and you need time to process that and learn to deal with it which clearly Marlin has done which but we don't see that because obviously after the scene we then go to a great big time drum where Nemo is now at the age of a school child. And this, of course, sets all the chains of, of reaction into motion throughout the entire film. So I think we're going in that little time job we get from the end of the scene to the title card. It's Mario will have been processed and gone through that. Most, all those emotions he would have felt would have lost, of I mean, having almost his entire family. And it's now. Focused on Nemo. But unfortunately. Goes by it in the completely wrong way. And that brings us. To the end of another. Episode. Wasn't too bad. I, 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 it's a hard scene really. Because. Uh, it's just so tragic. And. I remember watching this film. For the very first time. I was only about six years old. And it's that scene scared the heck out of me. And. Even to see this these even to the present day now in my mid twenties, I still can't watch that scene. Um you know, in full because it's it's hard to watch. But obviously when we do in do episode of a film episode for our email, obviously I'll have to watch that that along with the whole film to help prep to bring you a fantastic episode that that's gonna be not not for quite some time yet. But anyway. But I think we did okay. We got through it. I mean, we could get through doing an episode of Bing Bong's death, we can get through doing an episode of this horrible, tragical moment for Marlin. Well, my dear friends, it's time for me to sign off. Thank you for listening as always. Until I see you next time, this has been what I love about the Barracuda attack.